Yins guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's August 14th, another rough week. And, well, this intro thing is starting to sound like a pop song. Same thing over and over again. <laughs> but do we spend more time talking about how we're going to have enough to talk about than we actually do recording this thing. Anyway, we've got some prospect stuff this week, and we'll have another reason to hate those oven mitts. Let's go Bucks. My name is Josh, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? How we doing, man? Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is getting old. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, it's rough. It's definitely rough. Uh, one in six this week. So, oh, sorry. I just like turned my volume up and it turned way up. <laughs> that was crazy. Anyway, one and six this week. Bot got a four game sweep in Arizona. Yeah. Never good. Yeah. You're going up. I mean, you're, you're playing the Diamondbacks, guys. Does anybody let you know that? <laughs> right. That's not, not, not acceptable. Not okay. At least got to get two of those. Yeah. Yeah. On the road. I'm okay with two. And really, there was a game. I feel like there was a game we should have had. Yeah. And we didn't. Just can't, just can't come through with the hit. The yeah, what, what was the dude's name? Like second career start? Kelly? Kelly? Yeah, Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Henry. Kelly, a little bit of a different story. He's <laughs> he's having a good year. Well, actually, isn't is is Kelly the one we beat? No, that was Bumgarner. Yeah, we beat Bumgarner. Bumgarner's the one we beat. Yeah. Kelly's Kelly's having a good year. Yeah. But like interesting because he was like a late guy to the majors and and you know whatever. But he's under three. Uh, was that his tenth win? Yeah, he didn't get a win in that game. So we scored three and in five innings off of him, and then Brubaker. Oh, this was the Chase DeYoung. Chase. Yeah, Chase. Yeah, Chase. Am I saying yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah. Who's the other one? Oh, Paul. Okay. This is already great. Uh, we're, yeah. we're doing about as good as the Pirates right now. <laughs> we're doing with what we got to work with. Uh, you know, it is true. Uh, De Los Santos got blown up in that game, too, and it just really got away from us. Um, just couldn't find the strike zone. Then he ends up going on the shelf injured after that with a lat strain. Wait a minute. I got to read this. I got to find it here. I have it in my notes. Um, he's on the 60-day injured list with right shoulder latissimus dorsi strain. Let, I just, I just, it just sounded like, dude, he has a lat strain. That <laughs> <laughs> gotta be so. Okay, med. We read the transactions page. You didn't realize you had to go to med school <laughs> to find out what in the heck's wrong with De Los Santos. Yeah, latissimus maximus doris. Dimis, what? <laughs> The gladiator? Is this gladiator? Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just man, four game set. What was the other? Why am I missing one of these games? Oh, I'm not the first game. Zach Gallon's a beast. Um, yeah, it's the Henry game, second start, and his other two starts were. I'm trying to think. Because he started one game after that, and I think Colorado beat him, scored like three or four runs off of him. We got one run in seven innings. I don't think he's gone through five in his other two starts. I forget who his first game was against. But he got blown up. Not blown up. I'm going to have to pull it up now. I just felt like Tommy Henry faced Cleveland. So, you know, five innings, four hits, four runs, three walks. He still walks two against us, but four hits, one run. This is the tail of the tape. Five hits, three runs, and three walks in five and a third against Colorado. So, like, the thing is, is that he walks, 
in people score, except yeah. the Pirates who can't hit with runners in scoring position. Right? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's it, yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Runners in scoring position mean nothing right now. Until today, then we blew it. Matter of fact, yeah. we just uh, you know, just to kind of cover that, we were talking here before, talking about, you know, what we were gonna cover our time with today. And Jake's like, no, we we won two games this week. <laughs> I said, no, one game. He's like, we just won today. And I was like, you turned it off <laughs> just a little bit too early. <laughs> we blew it. And, you know, and you kind of see that as like, oh, we'll send Will Crow out for another inning. And it's one of those deals where we've talked about this at so much length. Yeah. How many times? But Will Crow's one of those guys that we can do that with. Yeah. Is it I, different I, when it's the eighth and the ninth? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, who else are you going to send out there? Right. So it's one of those things where you had well, Will I mean, Crow out there. You'd already... You'd already sent, um, you'd already sent Holderman out. Which, by the way, I'm okay with that. That's yeah. still been good. He did yeah. give up a run. Um, he gave up um, two hits and a run in his inning, and then, and he went back out for a second inning. Maybe that's he gave up the run in his second inning, and then they got they got him out of there, and then Stout came in, or maybe he gave up the base runners. That's what it was. And then Stout came in and bl- and gave up the run, but it was Holderman's run. Yeah, I'm just still. There's just a lot of pitching changes, or non-pitching changes, that I just don't understand. And a lot of that, especially today, is set up by Thompson. I mean, 40 pitches in the second inning, and I'm looking at it going. I mean, four runs in the second inning. He's up. He's up over 40 pitches, and he ain't going long. We let him throw 90 pitches. He went four innings. I'm trying to think of who it was. He was a reliever. I want to say it was Underwood, but I mean I could be wrong. And I like I said, this is it was it's a really good example, but I have poor detail right now. But dude gets base runners on. We're first and third with nobody out. He gets a ground ball, double play, run scores. So there's nobody on and two outs. Shelton makes a pitching change. Why? Why? Just if he gets another runner on, that's fine. But at that point, it was when, just like, when was this? I, you don't remember? No. Do you know? I, do you know who he I've went to? I've been watching such. Just I. It, I think it was the day game. So it was a with Thursday. Arizona. Yeah. So we the yeah that the Keller game. Oh no, no Thursday. Thursday, that was the one we got. Yeah. It was the last game against them. Yep. It was the Thursday game. So you had Brew Baker, that was DeYoung, De Los Santos, and Underwood. So Underwood may have been the one that came in for De Los Santos. But De Los Santos didn't record an out. So certainly no. you weren't questioning no, that one. It wasn't that one. So maybe Chase DeYoung, who also gave up three runs in an inning and a third. Brew Baker, five innings, two runs, 92 pitches. So that would make sense why he came out. So maybe it wasn't the day game. <laughs> maybe not. Because <laughs> those all seem like they make perfect <laughs> sense. Well, they scored nine runs and we only had four pitchers. And then you have other games where, uh, what was it, today we threw, well, of course, there was a lot of runs today too. I thought there was another game where it was like we went through a lot of pitchers and gave up less runs, but maybe not. Dude, I, I don't know. I mean, there's pitchers out there. They're not throwing. A lot like, um, who was it earlier? We Oh, it was De Los Santos when he first got called up. We just couldn't figure out what, what was going on. Yeah. He was on the team, but he was never throwing. But um, what is it? Uh, Johan Ramirez, I think we saw him once this week for an inning. Is that right? He threw an inning on Tuesday. Oh, no, he threw an inning on Monday. He gave up two runs. An inning right after that on Tuesday. And then we didn't see him again. Probably not a guy I I would want to go to in a day like today, so it's probably not worth it. But Or maybe you would have. Manny Benuelos comes in in the fifth inning and gives us the fifth inning, which, by the way, once again, I'll say it again, he's been fine. 
take his first outing away when he gave up 6,000 runs against his former team that I think he was still rooting for, and he's been fine. <laughs> but then after that, we went to Holderman in the sixth. Maybe that was the spot. Maybe Johan Ramirez goes in then. And then you wouldn't have to rely on the back end of, you know, Will Crow coming in in the eighth is fine too, but then now you need somebody for the ninth. We were still tied at the point when he threw the bottom of the eighth. We gate, we got the lead, and then we just leave Will. But maybe that was the plan the whole time. Hey, Will Crow, you're throwing the eighth and the ninth. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with them leaving him in right there. We talked about that. It was a first pitch fastball, 95, at the bottom of the zone, inner half. It's like that's the pitch that Estrada was waiting for. Hit it out. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a. It definitely wasn't a terrible pitch. Yeah, I mean, you want him to start off with a strike. It was as far as the bottom of the zone that you could get. It was mm-hmm. touching the line. If you know, if you're looking at the the pitch box. Right. So it's one of those things. It's one of those things. You take away the start from Zach Thompson, we win today. You finally get yeah. some. What 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 were we with runners in scoring positions? Three for twelve, so still not good. But Brian Reynolds <laughs> is cashing it in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He gets a double, and then he gets the three-run homer with runners in scoring position. Does it actually break that down? I think it does. I thought it did. I'll say it that way. But it doesn't look like it does. I thought there was a is a team run. Oh, runners left in scoring position, it tells you. But it doesn't tell you who actually did well with runners in scoring position. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just gives you the team. But Reynolds, three for five, five RBIs. He did leave three people on base, but... 17 runners left on base, which is misleading. Team left on base was eight. That's why That's why I say it's misleading. 17 yeah. when you look at each player because the same three players were left on base by somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how it works. 16 for them, and they left nine on base. But anyway, really thought we had this one today. Yeah, really did. I We're missing Bednar, man. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And really yesterday... You feel like that was a winnable game as far as you saying, like, you know, BD starts, goes three innings. He gave up two runs in three innings. That's, you know, not ideal. But then the bullpen took care of it. Stout an inning and two-thirds with just a hit. A couple walks, so there was base runners. Got him out of the way. Underwood comes in. And then, you know, he's he's clean. Three Ks in an inning and a third. DeYoung gives you two innings, three strikeouts, nothing, completely clean. But, I mean, not, you know, not trying to say that we should crush Logan Webb. Right. He was very good. But, you, I mean. I just feel like we got to. You got to do something. We, we got to try to do something to manufacture some runs here. Uh, you know, we were, we, were, we were talking a little bit earlier, like, I feel like. Feel like Greg Allen can make some things happen, but you gotta get on base somehow. Yeah, he's, he's fast. He can wreak havoc on the bases, but you gotta get on. Before I was. You can, go ahead. Before you can do anything, wreak havoc. You gotta get on. Yeah, I I was convinced Greg Allen was never gonna play for the Pirates after the injury. I, you yeah, know what I mean, I was, I was convinced, but here we are, and it's. I thought that with the fact that he was given a chance, maybe it would be a little better. I was hoping it would be. And, and, I, and I'm still hoping that he can do something. Because, I mean, I I like his athleticism. I like what he can can bring to the table. It, people are full potential. I mean, every, almost every one of these guys have potential. If you didn't have potential, you're not, a, you're not playing exactly. at this level. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It, it's just whether or unless not you're, you actually click. I don't – unless you've – Fake potential. Uh, there are people that, that have yeah. played for the Pirates in the last couple of years who is like, who I'm questioning where that potential is. Yeah. I, like, know. I, I don't know. Greg Allen kind of reminds me a little bit of Tyke Redman. He pulls this thing out. He pulls out Tyke Redman. Just what not in that, the world? He's just not that good. But you just kind of want to root for him because he just looks good. I mean, I thought maybe you could have said, Lasting's Millage. No. 
a guy with anything like lasting loaded with potential. Maybe, maybe Greg Allen doesn't have that type of potential, but I'm just looking, I just mean as a baseball player in general, he just, okay. They both just, they, they look like they can be good. You're just not going to get it done. Anthony Alford. Anthony Alford's another one. I mean, more recent. So yeah, Obviously, I'm thinking of like recent. what, the, like maybe along the lines of like physically they look the part. Yeah. And they have tools, mm-hmm. but they can't use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I got this, I got this sawzall, but how does it work? <laughs> you know, and well, and that's. And that's why I say last thing's millage. You know, he was supposed to be the next best thing and never happened. And Anthony Alford yeah. was a first round pick and he was supposed to be great. And he wasn't mm-hmm. or hasn't been. And, you know, I don't know if Greg Allen was a first round pick or anything. I, And so maybe I'm, I feel like he was, I feel like that's all Sherrington gets his form. Nope. He was a round six pick from Cleveland, but either way, physically he's, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I just I just look at him and I see baseball player and it just sure it's not translating. No, hitting is harder than just being, you know, than yeah. looking the part and right. Does and that and that out. shows. Yeah, I mean he's he's an he's an athlete and it's the same thing as Anthony Alford. I mean it's not the same thing as Anthony Alford though because Anthony Alford couldn't even touch the ball. Yeah. Uh, he was it was just swing and miss, strike out all the time, uh, for us. But yeah. Um, he's Greg Allen is part of this, but he's uh, to me he's less so. I mean, we've talked at length about Yoshi, who's now gone. We've talked about Van Meter, who's still hanging around. Um, who somehow pinch hit today in a spot where I was like, Jason delays two for two, and you're pinch hitting with Van Meter right now. Was there something there? I did I miss something? Uh We're still running around. At this house, we're still running around with like chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, you know, Katie and the family was out of town, so they just get back in town today. So, I mean, there's still a lot going on. I didn't, don't get a whole lot of time. Like, I spent a couple days at the old house with no internet, no TVs, no nothing, turning electricity off so I can switch out light switches. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there's so there are pieces of games that I'm missing. There are things that I'm missing from just sitting and watching them. Uh, so I, so I don't know why he hit. I'm, I have no idea. I, I mean, I feel like Van Meter have, should be showing up in games when there's injuries, or I need a day off, or the pinch hitting. I I don't see why you're pinch hitting for somebody who's two for two today. I don't care who right. they are. Yeah. And 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 a right-handed batter at that, so it's not like it's it's not like he's pinch hitting for Bly Madris, and they just brought in a lefty. Right. He is a lefty, so that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but still, uh, that's the thing I didn't get. But yeah, maybe just, there's something to it. I, I I don't know what there could be to it. I, I really don't. No, he doesn't need to be wearing. I don't the uniform. understand how he's even still on our team. No, that's. That's exactly it. And and we're going to be frustrated about it until he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, but the thing is, is at this point in this season, so we talked about this at the beginning of the year. Let's just go ahead and I, I see where I'm at in time. Um, You know what? We'll, we will save it for another day I, I because of that, because I see where we're at in time. We've got one more thing before the break, and it goes right along with a lot of this stuff. Uh, Tuesday, we optioned Cal Mitchell, which was another one of the whole thing. There was a lot of lefties coming up. They said they didn't see a lot of playing time for him. Let's get him more playing time. They brought up Rodolfo Castro. Intentionally brought up Rodolfo Castro to play games on a week where we needed him to play games. And he comes up and has the situation on, I think, the very day he was called up where he slides into third and his cell phone comes flying out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. Absolute. Um, I don't even, I guess for pirate fans is a little chaotic because there's all kinds of things that you could think, right? 
Certainly not cheating, which is the number one concern here. Yeah. I, I mean, the Pirates of all teams, uh, if we're cheating, boy. We're, we're not doing a good job. Of we're, that. yeah, we're even bad at cheating. <laughs> but either way, you know, this is the situation and this is what we're, this is what the concern is. If this was the Houston Astros, then people other than Pirate fans would have heard about this 15 minutes after it happened. Maybe, maybe earlier than that. But obviously this hit the news. The next day, people start finding out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Pirate fans. Yeah. Night. Was it that? I mean, I didn't even yeah. really see very much. Well, got, like, I didn't I see got, a whole like, lot. text messages and phone calls from people I worked with. Did you see that guy? Yeah. Well, but some of them don't even really watch baseball. Okay. Okay. Because that's what I was wondering. Because, I mean, obviously, you're around a lot of Pirate fans, people paying attention to the Pirates. Um I haven't heard anything from anyone, and you know I live around a bunch of Cleveland and Cincinnati fans. I I haven't heard anything from anyone. I said something to somebody at one point, and they had no idea. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe I said something to a friend of mine who's like a big baseball fan, and he was like, "Yeah, I saw that. What was that?" He was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "Well, because so." There's no way, right? We haven't said anything that's been said, but there's no way that anybody listening to our podcast doesn't already know the situation. Right. So I don't have to really preface a whole lot. But by the time I had talked to somebody, we'd already found out what happened. And so I was able to say, well, here's what happened. So his reaction to the situation was entirely different than, than anyone who has speculation. If you speculate first, this is a much different situation than if you hear at least what the story was. Okay, so let's get into it a little bit here. Mm-hmm. We d- we're going to play hypothetical, and the reason is, is because we have what we know to be what happened. Yeah. We have no other anything, right? We've got nothing else. We've got no video of him playing games on his phone, We've got no video of him texting people. We've got no video of him Snapchatting or tweeting in between innings and not paying attention to the game. I'm trying to think of all the negative things about having a phone, right? right. We have no proof of somebody telling him what pitch is coming. Um, we, what we actually do know is if, if he's got it in the same pocket as his oven mitt, <laughs> if they're texting him, he's not going to feel it. <laughs> He's not going to feel a vibration through that oven mitt. Those things are meant to not injure your fingers. You're not going to feel a phone vibration well, through it. I mean, granted, I'm sure the phone was it was on the inner inside of the... I don't think it would have been on the outside of it. That's fair. I'm sure it would have been on top of his phone. Because you, you would have seen it. Somebody would have seen it beforehand and said, hey, your yeah. phone's in your pocket. Oh, crap, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it wouldn't have, at least it wouldn't have been on the outside. I wonder if the oven mitt went oh, like, went like, if you're watching on YouTube, right, went right. like this. Because yeah. he, if it was, if it was like, if this is your, you're wearing your pants like this and the oven mitt went like this. If it went like this, you, or this, you would have seen the phone still visible. Like this is the outside. Yeah. If it went like this, I feel like he would have known. I feel like you would have felt it more when you sat down. Yeah. But if if the oven mitt actually went over top of it, is the only I'm just way surprised he didn't pull it out of his pocket when he pulled his oven mitt out. Yeah. Like how did it not happen then? Which which would it still wouldn't have happened till he got to first base. Right. So no matter what, it would have been equally as embarrassing. If it would have, because he, because he's one of those players who he sits on the bench and he still has it in his pocket. So like he never takes the mitt out of his, let's chalk up another reason why I don't like these oven mitts. Yeah. So this is a weird situation in hindsight. This is what makes it hard. You said this, he was like, are we going to talk about this? Cause it was Tuesday. Yeah. And I said, well, it's this week. So, you know, we have this thing, we can talk about it. For me, and it's different for you, and I want you to, because a lot of people are going to kind of feel the same way you do. For me, hindsight makes this feel less important. 
the way I see this is a traffic ticket, parking ticket or a speeding ticket, something like that. It's kind of one of those like, yeah, it's not a big deal, but you're probably going to get a fine and you should because you still broke the rule. So you will still have a consequence, but like, I'm not concerned for your mental state. Like I'm not wondering why you did it because you didn't do it intentionally unless he did. And then they're dealing with it internally. And then that's fine too. It's none of my business. So long as they're not cheating, it's none of my business. If it's just like, Hey, I was tweeting. Well, that's an internal problem, right? That's not an external problem for me. But if he's out there, like if, if this is obviously a problem with on field things, then it's a different story. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's kind of where I am in hindsight. Um, but obviously when it happened for me, it's what kind of distraction is this for you? Why are you on your phone during a game? We know now he wasn't on his phone during a game. Right. So those sort of things, once they're gone for me, I'm over it, but you're a little different. You're a little harder on him out here. I'm a, I'm a little harder on him, but I'm also on the same page. Like, I I agree, get over it, and it doesn't it doesn't need to be a big distraction. It doesn't need to be a huge deal. Yeah, but at the same time, I want to see, I want to I want to actually see him get reprimanded. Like, it's not okay, whether it was intentional or not. Right, and he knows it's he, not okay. He already right. knows and that. He knows, and he knows that. But at the same at the same time, it's just hey, you're not playing tomorrow, and then I'm over it. And you're over it, and we move on. To me, that's that's where it's at, and and I'm and I'm quick to get over it. I'm quick to forget about it, but it's you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose a game. Like you're not playing. Yeah, I think you're not available. Is... You're just not playing. And then when Josh Van Meter's getting your at bats, that's when you can sit back and say, "Dang, I really need to make sure that that cell phone isn't in my bag." But I need to make an actual conscious. Let's not let's not let this happen again. Sure. And I think that he will. I think that it will be something he will check now because of this because of the way this happened. Period. I think that he yeah, will make sure and, of and, it. And, and, and a lot of it's because it's so public. But I don't know. I guess I guess as you know, I was it's just the way I've I've always seen it. I mean, I played low level college ball and I knew not to have my phone in the dugout. And if I did, it was on silent in my bag where my coach knew or had no clue. You know what I mean? Like not looking at it. I'm not getting it out. It's on silent. Like, you know, that from, you know, that from day one on any level. Yeah. Completely foreign. Okay. To have completely foreign to me. I didn't have a cell phone when I played ball that we didn't do that. Like we didn't have cell phones. Right. When I, when I was in high school baseball, there was no text messaging. There was no Twitter. There was no internet. It was right. snake and phone calls. Snake and phone calls. Right. And then, you know, so even like, even college, it was, you, you just, you left your phone behind all the time. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't strapped to you the way that it is now. There was no information yeah. really on there very much. There was texting at that point. You know, we were getting into texting at that point, but it was still, it's completely foreign to me, those types of things. However, and this is this is the only thing that you know, because I know a lot of people feel that same way. And these guys telling them they can't play tomorrow, that doesn't matter. You got to take money. You got to tell them not only are you not available, but I'm I'm sending you down for that day or something that takes money out of their pocket. To me, is going to make more of a statement than. You're not playing today. I mean, you mean you mean I get a, You mean I get a paid vacation day today? That's what you just did. You gave him a paid vacation day. No, because this is a this is a team game, and and you're you were called up. You've already been sent down once this year for lack of effort. Right. You were you were in the show, and you decided not to run or hustle, and yep. you got sent down. That's a good point. And now too. on day one, you're gonna have your cell phone in your back pocket. I think when you find out what the truth is, though, it changes. I get what if, the truth if is. If he and I, and I dude, if he had his phone and was using it, 
He's right. He's in Indy on Wednesday. Guaranteed. Oh yeah. If he yeah. knew that phone was there, he was, he's in Indianapolis on, on Wednesday. It, there's no question. This, and, this to me that, is completely different. And that, then that saved him from that harsh of a, of a deal of a punishment. Yeah. I'm I with think you on, it's not I, a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I, it's also just, Oh, you got, you, you, you left your phone in your back pocket. Well, you're going to start second base tomorrow. What? It's it's not. I think the two things are not related. That's not, that's where I'm at. I think the two things are not one and the same. I think he will get his punishment, and I, I don't. And we don't. And we may never know about it. Well, we should. I don't think we, we need should to know about. It. I don't think we need to. I think this is an. If it's if it's the pirates thing, if it's a pirates thing, I think this is an internal issue. I think the fans deserve to know that the prior that the players are being held accountable. Uh, but held accountable for. What he didn't do anything on purpose. It doesn't matter. A mistake is a mistake. Whether they've already said. I mean, if you're going to get a speeding ticket and you don't realize you're going over the speed limit, but you still get a ticket, I don't have to tell you you about it. We're not in the public eye. Yeah, but but when people break the law, if if there's if there's and it's in the paper. I mean, not a speeding ticket. Yep, a lot of that stuff. Well, not no, not a speeding ticket. No. and it might actually. No, I, mean, I don't think so. There is no paper anymore, anyway. <laughs> there is. Where it's do just you online? Yeah, where do you look online to find out who got a speeding ticket yesterday or a parking ticket? Right. I have no idea. No. I don't care because it's. Because I don't think it's out public there. Figures. You got to be arrested or something. But you know, I mean, you're just. I don't know. You're you're in, you're in front of the public. You're there's fans. There's people are paying attention to you. Yeah, for me, I'd rather see him play than van meter period absolutely and and i don't care i don't care outside of knowing this situation i want him on the field not van meter knowing the situation i'm like dang i really wish he wouldn't have his phone in his pocket and he could be playing but he he wishes he didn't have it in there too it's it's a different thing i I think the lesson i think the lesson's already learned i think it's a there was no uh no ill intent here no and I think this wasn't like a distraction as far as like he was distracted. And and this is part of this is part fear, of the whole thing. I just I just I, I guess I don't fear. I'm not like afraid of it. But my thought process is, you know, somebody outside looking in says, geez, the pirates are so bad. They got guys having cell phones and they're not even doing anything about it. Like they don't even care. No, well, like he didn't start the next day. Oh, OK. So you did do something. That's good. At least yeah. you did that. Yeah. I, I don't care what other people think. I see both sides. I really Perception do. is not reality. It's perception. There's a lot of things that people say about the pirates that are outsiders that have no idea what they're talking about. Sure. Absolutely. I don't, I don't need fans from other teams coming and telling me that the pirates are doing things right or wrong because they, no, don't, have any, they don't have any idea what they're talking about. Right. But they're going. They're no, going no, no. They do. They're, yeah, they're, they do. So, so what's the difference? I, I just, Actually you have to, right. uh, it just doesn't matter. We, we're getting uh, them right all over the place and, and you're not going to get credit for them. So, and we're getting them wrong all over the place too. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but yeah, you know, th- they have no clue what they're talking I about. I see. I, I, I don't want to sound like a jerk. I don't want to say I don't understand because I, I do understand your, your, your thought process. It, it, in a way, it makes sense, but I also just I just could have benched him one game and and then get over it. Yeah, I just think that in Major League Baseball, money's more important than benching somebody. I think he's fined. I, I think, think I think, think there's uh, money involved here for sure. I I think that if it's somebody as deep as the Yankees, a benching means nothing. But no, I man, mean it means Josh nothing Van to a player playing in front of me. Dang it. <laughs> Josh Van Meter's going to play in front of you. Get used to it. He's been playing in front of Rodolfo Castro all year. Yeah. That's no different. Except now you get to get paid while he's playing in front of you instead of getting AAA money. Nah, dude, I'm telling you right now, man. A day well, off in the big fine. leagues. You're getting fine, and that comes off your pay. Yeah, like, but the bench, unless you tell me I'm not getting paid for today, it's a paid vacation day. I don't think athletes look at it like that, like a, like you would in your regular jobs. I think if it's a guy that you're worried about, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not worried about them, then there's no reason to do this. If you're worried about him, like you said, you said, you said, this is a guy with a lack of effort. Like, I don't know why his phone was ever in his back pocket. Like you're, you're hitting in the cages. You're doing a lot of stuff. You're probably in your shorts. No. And if you're, if you're ever outside of the locker room, your phone shouldn't be in your pocket. Well, that would be something. Yeah. That would be something that's different for me. I, I, I think that they all do. I think that they're, I think that they're allowed to have their phones before the game out on the field. I don't think they should be. Well, that's. Okay. Well, then, then that's, well, that's, that's different. That's if that's a policy, then you're right. I don't think that is. I, I think they have their phones out there all the time, but that's not, I have no idea. So I'm not, I'm not saying one way or another there, but I just think that it's, I think it's petty, but that's all. Petty? I mean, that's a, that's a big word. That's a, that's a strong word. It's a, that's like the opposite of strong. <laughs> it's a strong word to use. Like situation is it's like Eddie just it's a weak word if anything right it's it's less so it's a strong word for something that's weak I guess I'm confused then yeah that was fun (laughs) we don't always agree no we do we shouldn't and we shouldn't you know I mean we well I'm just saying like a lot of people agree and everything no not really yeah no it's fine we agree a lot yeah we uh we only have a couple more things here, and so we knew this was like you know timing wise. If you're looking at the time, if you're looking at the time and finding out why we're past thirty minutes and haven't run on our break, probably need to chill out on us a little bit. But we do this a lot. We try to go to forty forty five, do our break, and do a short thing afterwards. So that's what we're doing today. Um, I hope you guys. I kind of enjoyed that a little bit, <laughs> dude. We're brothers, man. We do this more often than you think. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform, video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. Swearingen Bat Company is Ohio's premier wood bat company, specializing in custom wood bats to meet any need from T-ball to senior league. Check out their website at swearingenbaseball.com. Link is in the show notes. Twitter and Instagram at Swearingen Bats. You can also find them on Facebook. Swearingen Bat Company, that's swearingenbaseball.com. Let them know you heard it here. Second time in our tenure as a podcast that I have not told Jake that we're not pausing at the break and just rolled. Listen, before we, before we get into anything else, <laughs> my wife's actually home tonight while we're recording. She's in the other room. And after we just had that, that nice little spiel there before the break, I looked over and she's got the biggest smile on her face. <laughs> <laughs> she, she knew everything that would pretty much everything that was going on right there. That's fun. <laughs> So we've got a uh, we've got a new baseball America top 10 list for the prospects. And so we wanted to just touch on that because they just released it this week. And actually, I think I can share it out for those of you looking. Um, I'm just gonna read through it real quick. Oh wait, two. No, I was just that's that's Andy Rodriguez. Oh, oh, in the picture. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Sorry. See, it's all visual. It's all visual. Um, sorry for that. Uh, top 10 Pirates prospects. Now, this is Baseball America. There's a bunch of different lists, so this is just according to them. A lot of people think that if you're going to pay attention to lists, it should be Baseball America. I tend to not subscribe to that because I don't subscribe to that. Because Baseball America is behind a paywall, so I look at MLB.com. So hate me for it, but I'm not paying for it, okay? But anyway, you do get to see these lists every once in a while. Baseball America has Termar Johnson, the new draft pick, as our number one overall prospect in the organization. Then it goes to Quinn Priester, Leo Verpiguero, Henry Davis, Mike Burrows, Andy Rodriguez, Nick Gonzalez, Thomas Harrington, another draft pick from this year, Jared Jones, uh, uh, right-handed pitcher, and another pitcher, Carmen Majinski. Um, 
what's your first thought here? <sighs> we had a good draft pick. Okay. Okay. I think that's good. Second thought. Okay. Where did Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez? Why are they falling? So baseball America weighs a lot into these injuries. Yeah. I think it's weird that like Tamar Johnson hasn't played anything. So he's got less games than Henry Davis. So just because he's been hurt, I, I just, I find that hard to believe. And I, I think it's kind of goofy. I think my first thought was that back eight, nine, ten has a lot of pitchers in it. Yeah. I guess that surprised me. Um, I think off the top of my head, I'm wondering where Bubba Chandler is. Would have thought he would have made a top ten. Yeah. I don't know, man. Nick Gonzalez at number seven. Andy Rodriguez above him at number six. Leover Peguero jumping all of them. I mean, we've got a strong prospect class. Kind of, you feel that way, but doesn't it kind of feel like there's a lot of people that maybe Baseball America is not believing in right now? I don't know. I, I'm wondering that. I and mean, there can only be 10 guys in the top 10, though. I mean, but Carmen Majinski, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Could, could you take our number 15 prospect and put him in the top 10 of other systems? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, we 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 just got a top ten from somebody that is number fifteen on ours, right? So that makes sense. So I mean, I I, these, I have the, a hard time the top with the, prospects. Yeah, I, I have a hard time buying into them a, a ton because anything can happen. Yeah, and the Pirates' top ten, I, I, it's hard to compare them. Like, there's nothing to compare them to, really, and. I, I don't know. I just top 25. If you go be in the top 25, I, I can look through that and I don't, I don't necessarily care where they're, where they're ranked. And I understand that this is a value thing, like where their ceilings are, all that good stuff. But I just don't see enough in a top 10 list. Okay. So what, like what you're saying is, like when you look at like the overall in MLB, if you make the top 100, you're just top. Mm-hmm. Like number 99 is not much different than number 11. Right. Well, I'd say that in the top like 50, all of MLB. Okay. So if you're in the 40s, you're close to number 12. Yeah. I think you're right, though. It is a value thing, but it really doesn't mean that if you have a number 98 that they're not elite. Like, they pretty much are. Top 10. Yeah. So in order to be top, if you were to do the top 10, how would that be? I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of math here. Top 10, 30 MLB teams. If you if you consider yourself in the top 10 of any organization, which we know that this is not how things work, but you're talking about 300 guys. Mm-hmm. And obviously they nail that down to 100. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it does make it like, okay, well, you know, this is, these are guys that are not in the top 100. I think right now, uh, Johnson, Priester, Peguero, and Davis are the only ones. Is there four? I think there's only four now. Because we do know that Cruz and, and, and Contreras are, are now out of all these lists. Yeah. But I feel like Termar would enter into that. So those two would come out and you would still have, well, Nick Gonzalez was, was in the top 100. So are you telling me he's fallen clear out or is Andy Rodriguez came in and Mike Burroughs came? Uh, Mike Burroughs is the one for me that, I don't know. I he guess Andy Rodriguez too. Andy Rodriguez is a tough one for me because why Why is he playing a bunch of different positions? If he's the top, then shouldn't yeah. he have a position? Yeah. Instead, he's being moved because, oh, Henry Davis is a catcher, so you're not playing that. Oh, we've got a bunch of outfielders, so you're not playing that. We're going to try you out at second, too. What you've done is you've created versatility, and you've ranked him up because he's still hitting. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to me. I'm not disagreeing with it. No. And only guess, The only reason is because they know more than I do. Sure. They're, they're, they're seeing a lot more, too. Right. And I, I would like to see the top 10 prospects be, like, the next 10. The next 10. Yeah. Like 
Tamar Johnson's not going to see the major leagues for a while. Right. That's you know, the other I, thing is when does when does like time of arrival play into this? Yeah. Because for me, I would think like let's let's figure out how to make a list of like the top 10 guys that you might see in the next couple of years. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like who's yeah, going to make an impact sooner? Yeah. And I understand that there's like I don't know. You're right. Tamar Johnson's a long ways off. Thomas Harrington. They, they, well, they Thomas Harrington was a college track, arm. So, but yeah, even but if you fast track, even if you fast track, it's not fast. He's not gonna fast track, dude. Not not in Pittsburgh. Right. Why would he? If Nick Gonzalez is truly a year and a half away, maybe we're gonna trade him. Tamar or Nick Gonzalez? Yeah, I mean, Nick maybe Gonzalez. either one of them. Sure. I mean, if you, I, you know, I mean, you can get somebody good for some good prospects, you know, if these guys are going to pass him up, <laughs> this is why we have so many prospects that are like supposedly really good. We're not going to see all these guys in a pirate's uniform. Yeah. Eventually the hope is we're ready to compete for a division title, a playoff spot. And Hey, we need to make a trade. Well, who's expendable. And if you're and if you're at this point and Nick Gonzalez isn't in a Pirates uniform yet, and Tamar Johnson's also knocking on the door, maybe Nick Gonzalez is a guy you move. Yeah, yeah. Assuming if Tamar Johnson is a, listed as a shortstop, but assuming he's making the suggested move to second base. Yeah, and you know I just we're top ten prospects. Also, I don't want to get too attached to because I wouldn't mind seeing a top 10 prospect in a deal that gets us a top of the line, even if it's a middle of the rotation starter, somebody that's going to help us win right now. <laughs> if he's the top of the line, he's going to be the top of our rotation. Well, no, but I mean, when we're winning, when we're, yeah, when we're getting yeah. close, that's, that's what I mean. I'm, like, I'm almost at the point now when I'm looking at these games and looking at how these things are going. I mean, they, I don't know. It's not, we're not going to win until we do that. I'm almost there. Well, you got to hope, you got to hope that when we're winning it, you know, Quinn Priester's con contributing, Contreras is contributing, Mitch Keller continues to improve and he's contributing. But um, you got to see it. No, absolutely. But that's why I said the hope is, right? you know, that these guys are contributing and we are starting to win but we need to bolster a little bit You yeah. bolster it. You're going to have to get rid of some good players. So that uh, those good players come from the minor leagues. Right. So those are good. Um, that's a good segue here. Uh, you know, you asked me before we recorded, has anybody said why Tyler Beatty is getting starts? <laughs> because I mean, we're understanding that there are guys on our roster, right? If I go to the to the roster and we look at starters, we have, and we're going to count this. I'm going to have a, another visual here. JT Brubaker. I need to go this way. Mitch Keller, Zach Thompson, Bryce Wilson. Who am I missing? Starting pitchers? We're missing Jose Quintana. Mm -hmm. And we never did anything about it. That's, the, no. that's why Tyler Beattie gets starts. But what's our question right now? And you just brought him up is why I said good segue. Yeah. Where, where's Rohanzi? What are we doing here? Where's Rohanzi Contreras? He's pitching. He's pitching. Yeah. yeah. He's he's throwing pitches in a game. Why are they not happening in Pittsburgh? I will, uh, Josh, I will go as far as to say this one as well. Um, yep. Name escaped me. We just traded for him from the Cardinals. For in the Quintana deal. Yeah. We sent him to AAA saying, hey, we're going to stretch him out as a starter because we think I would rather you stretch him out in the major leagues than give Tyler Beatty a start. I would rather yeah. see three innings from him continuing to throw more pitches as we go than give Tyler Beatty a start because, no, I don't think Tyler Beatty is a huge help in the back end of our bullpen. But I'd rather see him for one inning come out max effort. Yeah. Than try to give me three innings. I, I don't I I do think he is better than some of our options 
once we get later into the game. Yeah, and I know that they've talked about Holderman too, and it's and it's been a thing about about him, about whether or not he he will try to start. I know there's a lot of fans saying that too, like, hey, why why don't we just start him? He started, he started games, not this year, but he started a lot of games. So why is he not right? Once you're this far into the season, and this is this is the catch twenty two. Once you're this far into the season, just finish out the season. We can stretch him out later. We could do the same thing with Oviedo, but they're saying, you know, Oviedo, we want to stretch him out. We want to start that right now. And so Oviedo started games this year, right? And th- so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have an answer to what you're saying. I guess I'm, I'm piggybacking off of that to say, mm-hmm. if they, if they think that he's there, there, there has to be something else keeping him down. But Ruanzi's already been here. Yeah. We don't really know what's going on. Like, he's pitching in AAA. Just let him pitch here. If these are the only things, if these are the only things keeping him is, well, we're trying to take it easy on his innings. That's fine, but that doesn't mean his innings can't be in Pittsburgh. Right. 100%. I think Ruanzi's your first choice. Yeah. Well, he has to be. 100%. He's, in my opinion, your best pitcher. Now that Quintana's gone, it's hands down to me. Yeah. I don't care what kind of start you get from Mitch Keller and what kind of start you get from Brubaker every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I'm not – I wasn't trying to combat the Rowanzi. I'm just saying you have two options. You really you really have two options, Rowanzi being your best one. I, I yeah the Oviedo thing I, I'm interested. To, I haven't thought of that. You, you know, you said that now. I haven't really thought of that. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him. Looks like he made one start in St. Louis, 14 appearances. I wonder what I that. I thought he made a couple starts. It was his first outing. He went five innings. Yeah, his first outing. He went five innings back in June, and then went out of the bullpen. Uh, fourteen or thirteen times after that, but still going two two and a, two and two thirds, two and a third, two and a third, you know, multi inning reliever, kind of like you know what we've done with several guys. It feels like he almost would fit in perfectly when you think of it that way. Yeah, but I don't have minor leagues right here because I just clicked on his name. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the there's a there's a case for that as well. I I'm just blown away by how bad this offense has been. Um, so while, yeah. And so while we're doing those updates, let's go ahead and, and, and do another real quick one. Sawinski and Diego, if you just look at August, which, you know, obviously we're halfway through, uh, hitting about 178. So kind of wanted a better one. When you look at Bly Madris hitting under 200, you were kind of hoping to see, I think he's down to like 180 now, but Sawinski 178, I think he's got. One home run so far in August. Uh, Diego, on the other hand, is hitting over 300 in August. So, if that's a little update there, 314 with a 375 on base so far. So a little better results from Diego. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's maybe that's how we can get Van Meter out of here. Get Diego back up. I, I don't know. Um, it's just those kind of guys. But you know, when we talked at the beginning of the year. Oh, you know, they're not going to lose 100 games. Why? Well, because eventually they're going to DFA Yoshi. Eventually they're going to DFA Van Meter. Eventually Anthony Alford's going to be gone. Eventually, you know what I'm saying? And we've seen some of that stuff happen. But when you also say eventually some of these guys are going to come up, O'Neill Cruz is going to come up, he's going to make a difference. Some of these guys are going to make a difference. You're going to get a little more seasoning from... um, you know, guys like Hayes and, you know, Reynolds is going to be there and he hasn't been what you thought. And, you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot there that you thought could get cleared up. And those things aren't happening. And those yeah. players have been here and they haven't made an impact because there's too many of them. And because they're not surrounded by guys who can help them. How right. do you feed off guys like Van Meter and Yoshi and even Ben Gamel and Vogelback who've been better? Vogelback's a little bit different. I feel like you actually can feed off of him, but in, in a lot of different ways. But 
Um, but he's gone too. You know what I mean? And and that was one of the guys that we thought would as well. And he's gone. And that's what I'm saying. We see some of these chips fall and we see some of these things happen. But we expected starting around now that there would be a little bit of excitement. And instead it's been the opposite. Yeah. And I think that's well, I the mean, thing that's been that's been tough. I think a little bit of it is the, the people who are here that that we have brought up or some of them we we, we didn't we weren't expecting these guys to be up here playing. Got it. I know Madris had a good spring, but we didn't really count on him to be one of the guys coming up and giving us a spark later on. I actually, I, I mean, I pulled for him to be on the opening day roster. Right. I expected him to be a better option. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was that, well, it was probably just Anthony Alford. It was, you know, it was Alford's spot that I wanted him to have. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but for me, he was a guy. Yeah, you're right. And Sawinski too surprised us. Sawinski, yep. So there, there is some of that there. Um, but man, I just, I really thought Diego was was better for the team. I thought, you know, what's that? You yeah. got a look on your face. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I, I do want to give a little bit of props to Bly um, making the uh, transition into first base. I think it was his second game. I think when he was second game at first base, little wide throw and and he, he made you know jump up, catch, tag. Like that's that's not easy. I think he's done fine at first base. Uh, you know, somebody who's not really done that before. I thought sure. I thought it's I thought the experiment's gone okay. Yeah. Um no news on the on the on the rest of the front. I mean, there's a lot of injuries right now, and I think that's the thing that has it a little bit looking bleak right now. I mean, that's the Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez dropping because they're hurt. So yeah. I think a lot of that just goes that way. Um, trying to wrap this up here. Boston Red Sox are in last place in the AL East, and they're they're coming to Pittsburgh Monday off, but three against the Red Sox and three against the Reds. So a red week here uh, for a team who's seeing red right now. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I I I don't know how to expect anything right now. Literally, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it makes it hard on us because we're like lost for words almost, and we're trying to do a podcast where we got to talk. Where <laughs> you? <laughs> He's just saying words in general. Yeah. Words in general are out. Yeah. For me, too, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like I don't want to just dog the whole thing for the sake of dogging the whole thing because I think it's what a lot of us do. Yeah. As pirate fans, but also just as sport fans, like it's just so easy to just be unsatisfied unless you're winning the World Series, which is foolish. But it's so normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of us pirate fans, anybody who's listening to to our podcast, we want to be positive about things. We want to take a look at things and see how they are and how we think they're going and and be positive about it. That's the whole idea of being a fan. You're supposed to be positive about things. It's not, if you're dogging them, dude, just root for another team. Like, what are you doing here? And I understand that there's a lot more to it than that, and and I'm not, you know, being insensitive to that. But it's a hard July and August is a hard time to be positive. At least when you get to September, you realize we can start looking to next year. What are we going to do in the off season? Those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But it's too early for that. So we just got to get through. We got to figure out how to do that. Yeah. And it's not easy. We're here. We're here for you, folks. We know we're here. We understand. <laughs> I'm not convinced we're not losing 100. We're still not on pace, but we're close. Yeah. We're on pace for 98 losses right now. I don't know that there's a hot streak in this team. Uh, <laughs> pitching, man. Pitching and timely hitting. We just don't. Even when, yeah, we can't do. We can't do. We can't do them both on the same day. No, we can't. Today we had bad pitching. We had timely hitting. And it ended up falling short. Other other games this week, we had good pitching and can't hit anything. I don't know. 
not a deep team. And that's that's what happens to teams who aren't deep. Yeah. So that's all I got, man. I think I had some music to play for today, but who knows? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just one of those days. It's one of those weeks. We've had back-to-back weeks that I've just been really... That's not true. We swept the Brewers. Remember that? Yeah. That was that was great. Yeah. So it was... It was with... Yeah. And before that, it was bad. A ton of losses. Before that, it was bad. Yeah. So another one, another week. Now we got the Red Sox and Reds. Let's see if we can come out on the positive side of this thing, man. There's six games. If you don't come out of this three and three, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So get on the roller coaster, take the ride, and hope we get a good, good part of the coaster this week. <laughs> That's it, man. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!